And people say you're you're disrespecting the military image. And it's like, fuck the military image. I'm not being paid by the government anymore. I have no responsibility to that image. My responsibility is to be me in the most authentic way possible for the rest of my life because that's how I'm going to live a happy life. Upholding your fucking image, damn it, it hurts me. It hurts my soul, and that goes for any human being on the planet. Tonight, Donnie O'Malley, creator of Veterans TV and Irreverent Warrior Silky's Hikes. His story, next. You're listening to 21 Gun Podcast, a show by veterans for veterans. What's your story? Thanks for coming on, Donnie. Um, so I, I want to begin with the fact that you're the creator of Vet TV, uh, stand-up comic, and founder of Irreverent Warriors. With all that on your resume, what would you say is your most important skill? Yeah, I would say that writing is my the most important and valuable thing that I do as I started this with writing. Writing and comedy kind of comes hand in hand. It's therapeutic. Yeah, absolutely. From speaking with uh, veterans, uh, what people are saying is that Vet TV kind of brings them back to their days in the service, but allows them to focus on the good things and the good times and the humor rather than focusing on the negative uh, aspects of service. So it serves really as like a therapeutic outlet, at least for me, uh, it really did. Wow, that means so much. I cannot tell you how grateful I am that you said that because that means we we achieved our intent. Uh, initially, when when this was an idea to me, even even just the book before Vet TV was even an idea, um, those that I was surrounded by at the end of my Marine Corps experience uh, were a lot of dudes who were not happy with uh, their government or the Marine Corps or their immediate leadership because of the things they had been put through and experienced and the way they treated. And they had a bad chip on their shoulder and they didn't, they didn't go rock the Marine Corps flag all over the place. And, um, and I thought I, that, that was incredibly sad to me. And I intended in the in the my early days of I was speaking to them when I wrote. I was writing things that I thought they would find funny. And I figured if I could get them to laugh about thinking about their military experience, I could conjure up some positive thoughts that could lead to positive emotions and would break the cycle of negativity that existed within them. And, um, and it sounds like that's exactly what happened here. So I'm very grateful that you said that. Thank you. There's only like a half a percent of us that are global war on terror veterans. And if, if you kind of bury that stuff and don't put a sticker on your car or don't talk to people or, or whatever, you're, you're taking that number and you're making it even smaller and smaller and smaller. I mean, with, I think it's something like 1% of the population are veterans, which means there's whole neighborhoods without veterans. There's people who don't know veterans, no, no veterans in their families. I mean, that's, that's a, a sad state to be because whether you want to get all patriotic about it or not, we, we signed our lives away on a, on, on a dotted line. You know, we said, here's a blank check for the U.S. government for us to, to do your bidding for you and, and to not 
to not be out there in the public and, and have these people see this. I think that's a, that's a shame. It is. The connection is so powerful. Just having, not, not t- having the sticker on your car decreases the chances of someone uh, who you could connect with coming up and, hey, I saw your sticker. Where were you? Uh, you don't want to do that. You don't want to decrease connection. You want to increase it. So this opens veterans to the obligatory civilian response. Thank you for your service. H- how do you react to that statement? Um, I usually say, uh, honestly, don't thank me. And they say, no, 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 really, really, we're grateful. And I say, no, no, I killed way too many civilians in Afghanistan that have done a service for my country. Trust me. And then they just look at me like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about truth. So you said in your book that if you weren't 100% truthful, this is at the very beginning, that you felt like a phony. Civilians want us to be a generation of Saving Private Ryans, but that's not the case at all. Why do you think they want us so bad to be something that we're not, to be these, these heroic uh, archetypal you know, patriots that are, are out fighting bad guys, slaying dragons? All of the imagery that civilians have about military comes from recruiting. Recruitment, meeting quota, mission, it's a matter of national security, right? We have to have X number of people to defend the nation. So military recruitment efforts have massive, powerful marketing campaigns that create an image. And it's an image that they want a young man or woman to aspire to be like and equally as important it's an image that they want the parents of those young men and women to agree with parents need to look at the image and say yeah i would be proud of my son if my son fit that image and then further going back to world war ii they needed that image to raise money for the war I will say that that image is important to recruitment, but that image is embedded in the minds of civilians. Well, back also in the in the 1940s, Hollywood uh, met with the government and agreed to help the government maintain or improve their image with the goal of recruitment. So ever since the early days, Hollywood has been perpetuating the image that facilitates recruitment. We now have 60 years of movies upholding this image of the military. Well, that's that's a generations of Americans who live with that expectation of military service members. And now what we're seeing is that that image is actually really hurtful to the veteran who's trying to go from active service to veteran service because they are not the image but they know that the people who they're going to be surrounded by in the civilian world expect them to uphold that image. So what do the veterans do? They isolate themselves because they don't want to be constantly defying and betraying the image that is expected of them. And that is the dichotomy between recruitment and suicide that, um, that I'm, I'm hoping I, I and, and my, my company can improve. But it makes sense. I mean, look at Top Gun. Uh, Tom Skerritt said that he was responsible for more um, uh, recruiting uh, than than the actual recruiters themselves. <laughs> How do civilians receive vet TV? It is, we experience the whole gamut of 
of responses and it is anywhere from um you guys are a disgrace to the uniform to wow this is exactly what my husband said it was like uh or my brother or cousin said it was like or wow that's exactly as i imagined it or wow this looks so cool uh, i am joining <laughs> yeah so the whole the whole gamut but Fortunately for us, it's mostly positive. Do you have any um, anyone from the Marines that are saying, "Hey, dude, what are you doing? Uh, you're 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 making us look bad." Does anyone get in touch with you from the actual Marine Corps for the DoD? No, we just find out through friends that 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 officers in the DoD want to shut us down, um, but they can't. Thanks to the first, the good old First Amendment and the. The laws protecting parody and satire, because that's what we are. You know, they can't. But uh, you know, we just found out that Marine Corps, you know, didn't want us to go uh, participate in some event at, at Pendleton. So I'm incredibly excited for the day that some some senior flag officer has the moral courage to give me a phone call and say, "Hey." Let's talk about your influence on my military. I'm really, really excited for the day that that comes and that some officer is able to get down from his high horse and have a conversation with me man to man. What we do is quite often misunderstood. Some of that is, is that's just the nature of entertainment. That's the nature of the way we market, which is social media. We accepted this from the very beginning and we deal with it accordingly. But in general, we have a growing business. So we uh, most of the time, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. we care about is that what we create is entertaining, first of all. That is our number one goal. We exist to entertain and that it is meaningful. Yeah, you're saving, you're, I guarantee you're saving lives. Yeah. And if that's something that the brass can't understand or, or they're afraid that... I don't know. They're going to see that their their troops tell dick jokes. Then what? I mean, yeah. I don't know. It, it's they they are they're worried that we are propagating bad behaviors in the military, and I can I can totally understand that. And it is a is a it's a really uh, challenging battle to recreate the military experience authentically, which means showing men to be the fucking pigs that they are and the savage animals that they are in combat and sociopaths that they need to be sometimes, showing them that way in a way that the audience wants to watch, which means they have, you, you know, you have to want to watch these characters or you tune in. We would never have a business if we recreated the experience exactly as it is and didn't make an attempt to make it entertaining. There would be no business. So it's a we it's a catch twenty two that we're in because it's like, yeah, we show these guys talking this way about women. We show these guys talking this way in the middle of combat, in the middle of firefights, and that is authentic. But then if it's a it's a character if it is from a character that the audience is endeared to, then the audience wants to be like that. So therefore they want to continue those behaviors. Right. And so it's a, it's a really challenging thing for us as filmmakers and as writers to to keep giving them authentic, likable characters, 
without propagating shitty behaviors. Right. Uh, it's a constant struggle for us in our writers' room and in, in our marketing meetings to to figure out the best way to do this. I think if you if you hold yourself to your standard of truth, then I mean you can't fail as far as that goes because. I mean, if you're not authentic to yourself, then what's the point? I mean, the whole point of Vet TV is you're you're showing you're showing the unabashed humorous side of the military. You know, you're showing the part that that the only way you would know about it is if you were in, and and it's called Vet TV because it's aimed at the people that were in. So I don't I don't know. I think uh, I think if you stick with the truth and um, stay true also to your your fan base, which is obviously veterans, then and you can't go wrong. And who cares? I mean, who cares what the bre- if if the commandant of the Marine Corps <laughs> has something to say about you? I think that's that's actually a good thing because you're oh, you're making no your way, way up the ranks. I'm, I'm I can't wait for the day somebody makes a public <laughs> statement. Okay, everything's all behind. You know what it is? They're smart. They know what fucking smart asses we are here at Vet TV. They know that as soon as one of them makes a public statement, mm-hmm. we'll fucking rip them apart. I'm <laughs> not <laughs> <laughs> so the civilians that actually are receptive to it has it brought them closer to veterans or has it pushed them away um i have only seen with my eyes vet tv uh bridge the gap and, and i see this at when we do events whether 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 i'm going to a silky hike or whether we are um we have a vet tv event and civilians are there laughing hysterically alongside all of the veterans and service members. And, and it's like they connect together over our work and over our comedy. And a lot of times it's because they relate in some way as well, whether they hate their boss or they have to deal with that same sort of training. Um, a lot of cops and firefighters are, there's a lot of crossover there with, with those communities. Mm-hmm, sure. Um, so, um, so I've seen it bridge, but, um, but based on what I've seen, there might be some instances when it has made them say what okay. you just said, like, oh, wow, that's bad. I don't want to be near them. So I'm sure that exists. What is the most common misconception of the post 9-11 veteran? Oh, man, that's a toughie. It's very easy for me to get it wrong. So I hope I make preface clear um, that we all went to war. Okay, yeah. I feel better about that one than the first one I was thinking. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What role does media, I guess conventional media or mainstream media, mainstream entertainment play in these misconceptions? Um, Yeah, so you know what's coming to mind right now are films like... uh, the thank you for your service that just came out. Okay. I didn't. I didn't watch it. Thank you for your service. One of them. I want to say Hurt Locker is another. There's a handful of yeah, others. I have a friend in EOD, and he he, he doesn't like Hurt Locker. No, no. The image that is being propagated by mainstream media is hurting the veterans' ability to adapt to civilian life because they are creating an expectation by, by civilians that isn't necessarily true. And um, that is uh, that's not good for the veteran who wants to come out and just be himself or herself, but can't because 
as soon as they start to be themselves, they start to getting judged by civilians. And, you know, I'm a perfect example. The Silky Psych. We're out there in our underwear and people use the Silky Psychs as an opportunity to express themselves. Mm-hmm. So veterans are out. Some there were in American flag thongs, dudes, and sometimes women bathing suit tops, necklaces, all colorful shit. Just you know, it's just like people are just expressing themselves in the in the weird ways that they feel like expressing themselves. And people say you're you're disrespecting the military image. And it's like, fuck the military image. I'm not being paid by the government anymore. I have no responsibility to that image. My responsibility is to be me in the most authentic way possible for the rest of my life because that's how I'm going to live a happy life. Upholding your fucking image, damn it, it hurts me. It hurts my soul, and that goes for any human being on the planet. If you suppress that which lives within you, you are hurting your soul. That is bad for mental health. What is one of the biggest problems in our community? It is suicide. Suicide is a result of mental health. Good mental health means we have to be able to express ourselves and be who we are and love ourselves. And civilians who 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 don't like us being ourselves sometimes, that hurts. Mm-hmm. That it I've, I, it doesn't hurt me anymore because I, 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 I had to learn to stop caring as soon as I decided to be a public persona and be an entertainer. And, you know, my profession is to constantly express myself. And so I had to, to let go of that. But a lot of veterans don't let go of that. Instead of letting go, they hold on to it and they just isolate themselves. And that isolation is mental health worse. So severely damaging. So I've used a lot of non-traditional approaches for my issues with anxiety, insomnia. I do meditation, the ketogenic diet, yoga, uh, mindfulness. And this is becoming popular among uh, other people who are turning to a more holistic approach versus taking a cocktail of pills from the VA. Do you think that the powers that be, and think about like the VA or the DOD, will catch on to these new approaches, these holistic approaches to, to veteran health? Uh, um, 100% yes, I believe they will. I know it, it's always existed. Um, you know, all the things, the, the, the holistic treatments that you're, they, they've always been there. Unfortunately, they just weren't taken as seriously. However, the more information that gets out there um, about all of these holistic uh, remedies, I, would, I, I shouldn't say remedies, I would say a whole I would say holistic behaviors that lead to uh, improved quality of life. Um, Most especially the concept of mindfulness, just being mindful about what you're thinking and what you're feeling. Okay. It is like, it's one of the, the, uh, the things that, that makes us, that defines humanity is our ability to be aware of what we're thinking and how mm-hmm. we're feeling and then further to express it. Right. Um, and yet it is so rare that people can actually acknowledge what they're thinking and how they're feeling. People are so clouded in their own fucking bullshit and their own ego, their own fears and insecurities and worries of what others think that they rarely take the time and effort to actually think about 
what they're thinking and they're feeling. And so that concept of mindfulness, I want to say 15 years ago, there were, I, re- I just read this in the book fairly recently. Um, there was like less than 20 uh, studies done in scientific journals in, uh, I, I want to say in the 90s. In 2010, there was like, I want to say a couple hundred studies. And then as of a couple years ago, there was over a thousand studies, which means that the concept of mindfulness is becoming more mainstream because it's being studied by large institutions like colleges, universities. And and it's got positive effect. It works. You know, it's not a placebo. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. And it's, it's, it's this incredibly effective thing that has always been there. But value hasn't been talked about enough in a serious context that being mindful has always just been attributed to Buddhist monks and people who meditate. But it's no, 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 no. Being mindful just means acknowledging what you're thinking and feeling. You don't need to be a fucking monk and you don't need to be meditating to 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 actually be mindful. I mean, the Navy SEALs do it. They do the um, the breathing to drop their blood pressure in their uh their pulse rates down. So, I mean, yeah. if these guys are doing it, it obviously freaking works. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think it takes, what it's gonna take is more people who have an influence on the community to speak about these things, like we're doing yeah. right now. In, influencers in our community need to become aware of these things. They need to see the value that it provides to mm-hmm. their life. They need to understand how valuable it could be to other veterans' lives. And they need to just talk yeah. about it. The sole reason, the sole reason I have a beard is because I, I mentally said when I got out of the Air Force, I said, I can't be that guy that I was. I was in such a bad place that I had to physically change who I was. And I actually imagined, and you said being a Buddhist or being a hippie, I imagined myself sitting on my back porch with a beard and being that hippie dude that's like, hey, come on back, man. And, and I kind of took that persona. <laughs> yeah. And yes. it's, made, it's made so much different. I'm the same person. You know, I'm the same person, the same uh, chemistry is still who I am, but uh, just by making those adjustments. And I don't know, I think that's, uh, I, I, I haven't talked about it this in depth before, but I think that if more veterans, you're right, if more veterans understand that, and they, if they also get outside their head, you can be that hippie guy. You don't have to be, especially when you're out, you don't have to be a hard charger. Now keep the good stuff, keep your, your discipline, keep your um, situational awareness, keep all that, but you can also become someone else. And it's not a negative thing whatsoever. I am so glad that you said that because um, I've been looking for an outlet to to talk about it. And that is that you, that veterans need to uh, reinvent themselves mm-hmm. sometimes. And that reinvention means being mindful of who you're think of of what you're thinking and feeling and who you are and who you want to be because the military represses individuality represses expression and that's incredibly unhealthy so you you're trained for years to be this one thing to always have bearing to fuck your feelings yeah, yeah. to always i come from the infantry where it's like you know it shit was hardcore alpha yeah, yeah. male you know and that drove the culture. You need, you need help, you pussy. So <laughs> oh, he, yeah, he shot himself? Know? That's a pussy move. I mean, it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, um, 
you know, acknowledging that you do not have to fit that image or that mold yeah. anymore. Some guys, some guys like it, want it. They will be that way till the day they die. Probably because that's just that's all they know. Um, but what I I had to in order to stay mentally healthy, I had to develop a new vision of myself. That's why I love that you just said that. You envisioned yourself being that guy. And um, I had to do the same thing because coming from, from my previous environment, that does not work um, as in, in a creative business. Right. You know, what I, what I realized was that although I always wanted to be a Marine since I was a little kid, I wanted to go to war. I wanted to fight my enemies. I wanted to murder them all. I wanted to cut their ears off and drink their blood. I was straight psycho. And I wanted all of that. And I got some of it, not all. Um, but that is not, I don't have that desire anymore. I don't have that desire to go get some action anymore. No, I have a desire to express myself as an artist. I have a desire to develop the other artists that are around me desire to build this big, beautiful thing that creates jobs for, for hundreds of, 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 of artists and, and people who want to create a community. I'm, I have this vision of the veteran version of Pixar and that's the only vision that I see. And that is what is manifesting itself into reality. When I envision myself, this this warrior cutting ears off, that's what I became. When I envisioned myself becoming an artist and a comedian and an entertainer and being this big Peter Pan-like child, that's what has manifested into reality. And it's important for everyone to be aware of, of the vision that they have of themselves. Make sure that it's positive, make sure that they've thought it through and that vision will become reality. I'm gonna become the Dr. Phil of uh... <laughs> <laughs> veterans. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a great idea. <laughs> Is quitting ever an option? That's so funny you say that because that's what I've been dealing with coming into this interview on one of our projects that um the writing of it it's like the writing is so um some people love it, some people mm -hmm. hate it. More people hate it. And the question is, do we give up on this script and move on to another because we're so close right. to deadline? I, th I think that is uh, a form of quitting. And I would say 100% yes. If, if quitting is the right decision in the long mm -hmm. term, then absolutely, yes. Don't not quit because you think there is this, there is this, the quitting has this negative thing. Yeah. Quit, quitting, like stopping trying yeah. is one thing. Yep. Um, um, and maybe that's the quitting. That that quitting, I would say, um, you never fully quit because you stop trying one thing and you start trying sure. something new. But if you assess a situation and it's like, even in combat, like, we should not keep moving into China. That's a bad idea. So let's move back to the fucking right, ships. Right. <laughs> that was a good idea. So re retreat versus quit, I guess, because retreating is a plan of action. So you're still taking an action. 
uh, versus just going tits yeah. up and saying, well, I'm, I'm done. Uh, so I guess it's all in, in defining. Yeah. It. That, yeah. I, yeah. I think defining it is important, but no, never in the quitting in the sense of, um, of giving up on trying, giving up mm-hmm. on effort is a hundred percent. No. Cause you will never be proud of sure. yourself if you do that. Um, this is my favorite. I ask uh, veterans, where did it all go wrong in your life that you were forced to have to go into the military? You know, instead of joining uh, the Yale Yacht Club or going to art school. <laughs> um, where did it all go wrong? I don't know. I think of when I was a child watching war movies. I was like watching platoons of, of Army and Marines get mowed down in Vietnam movies. And I was like, yes, I want to do that. <laughs> Who is responsible for giving birth to more veterans from the wombs of awesomeness? Stallone's Rambo, Tom Cruise's Maverick, Clint Eastwood's Gunny uh, Highway, or the late and great Arlie Ermey? Oh, man. What a question. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to say um, I'm going with uh, with Eastwood. Just being, being in the Marine Corps Gunny Highway is, is such a thing. Is CrossFit an intense workout that's good for you, or is it for office workers filling a void of not having to overcome adversity in life? <laughs> oh, my God. I love that so much. That is so funny. <laughs> uh, I think it's both, actually. You know, I, I actually I will say there are many elements of CrossFit, most specifically putting uh, the bar over your head, like overhead exercises mm-hmm. with weight. If you just look at the numbers of yeah. shoulder injuries, you should be like, maybe you should stop yeah. doing that. Um, every I think every all the other aspects of CrossFit are pretty cool. I don't really do it. I don't do it. <laughs> um, but um, but I know. But. Uh, having I had a background in, in kinesiology and exercise science, um, the full body resistance training with that level of intensity, with the heart rate beating out of your chest is really good for you. Just don't throw it in your head. But if I were to judge the culture of them and think about who, and I, I my ex girlfriend just popped into mind. Um, yeah, I think you fucking nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that. Well, I have patients that come in. And they say, you know, I'm trying to get healthy. I'm doing CrossFit and I'm seeing them for tendonitis. I'm seeing them for, you know, all sorts of over, yeah. over training uh, injuries. And I say, well, you're, there's a difference between being fit and being healthy. Get that through your head. You could be freaking Ironman triathlete. Yeah. You're not healthy. Marines oh, yeah. should never, ever on any occasion blank. You have to fill in the blank. Oh, man. What a toughie. Give up. Good answer. Uh, Airmen should never, ever on any occasion attempt blank. Um, to be the alpha in the room. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not considered gay if you blank. Are cold. There, there are many, many instances when marines are cuddling together in the field and mm-hmm. it's because it's fucking cold yeah no it's a good answer it's a good answer i never even considered that well donnie that is all i have dude thank you if people like yourself don't take time then uh then yeah i won't go anywhere so i really i mean you have no idea really really appreciate it i'm so glad you're doing this i'm i'm grateful man i'm i'm i enjoy having these conversations and 
and I know the long-term value that these, these have for our community. The veteran voice must be expressed. Well, I appreciate it, Donnie. Thank you so much for having me. Take yeah, care, brother. No Bye. Thanks for listening to 21 Gun. For more information on the podcast, visit 21gun.net. Spell it out, 21gun.net. If you're interested in getting in touch with me, shoot me an email, kevin at 21gun.net. Again, spell it out, kevin at 21gun.net. Thanks again for listening. Till next time.